Hey, hey, hey. How we doing, people? Everything seems to be working for a change. So, good evening. Good evening, Julie. Good evening, Dread Eye. Shirini. Um, who else we got? Andrew. Robin was in early. I don't know what happened to him. He disappeared. Uh, Beats and Tapes. Yo, yo, yo. Uh, yeah, it's good to see you all. Good to see you all. Get a few lurkers, no doubt. Oh, Vaughn is there too, aren't we? Blessed. Mark Fletton. Welcome, Mark. Emma Watts, hello. Haven't seen you for a couple of shows, I suppose. Right, so um, obviously this week, um, Ben is off. And more holidays. <laughs> for someone who doesn't have any money, he fairly crams the holidays in, doesn't he? So... Um, Ben's away on holiday with his family. Um, why is it so? Why am I so dark tonight? It's a bit weird. But anyway, let's not get concerned about things like that. So apart from that, how's everything going for you people? It's good to see you all. Um, we'll get everything underway. Um, I'll be doing the news myself because Chaz doesn't talk much. As you can imagine. Um, do you, Chaz? No, no, he doesn't. He doesn't talk much. So it's uh, it's been quite a busy weekend for for news. Um, I, I think I will do a show on the origins of Halloween, but I think I'll go beyond what, what you're saying, Shalini. Beyond so in, so in, so in, so in, hi. Beyond that. Um anyway. So we'll um we'll see. Um probably do that maybe next Sunday or something. We've got a special extra carrots on Thursday. Ed's going to join us. So young Ed will be tagging along. Um so nothing nothing uh Nothing planned yet, but I'll think of something between now and Thursday. And uh, we'll, Ed and I will have a good chat. And you're more than welcome to join us, should you so wish. Um, I'd like to give Dread Eye and Julie a big shout out because they've um, helped me out tremendously this week. Thank you very much. I really do appreciate it. You didn't have to go the extra hog that you have, but thank you. Thank you. You are hell of a nice people right hey oh robin's back hi robin good to see you um right let's kick off let's kick off so mr putin has been he's been quite robust over the last couple of weeks and and he's i think he's doing a good he's doing a good job as what a statesman as what a statesman should look like and sound like um to some respect in some respects now, that doesn't mean I'm a Putin supporter and it doesn't mean I endorse what he did um, when it came to his um, his fight in Ukraine because we really don't want any kind of war ongoing at the moment, do we? Especially with uh, tensions rising in two theatres now. But anyway, um, he, had a, he, had a, he had a really good go at the uh, the speaker of the the house when it comes to Canada because he said are you an idiot or and he was quite blunt he said the man's either an idiot for doing what he did or he's a complete bastard <laughs> so 
So he didn't mince his words there. So he sorted that one out. Um, so yeah, I, and to be fair, he pretty much nailed it. So we can't we can't complain of that. Now he's um, he's been telling Mister Biden, or that there's a there's a red line in the uh, in the Gulf, and you best not cross it. So we'll see what happens. Um, we have the Gerald R. Ford uh, in the Med, which is the newest and best and brightest aircraft carrier in America's vast arsenal. I think it, I think they have six. I think they have six, and they've got one in development at the moment. So they'll probably retire one when uh, this one's finished. So they've got Gerald R. Ford class is the the new class, and they've got another one of them in production. Can't remember what they're calling it. Um, but I think the Dwight, the Dwight D. Eisenhower is um, going to the Gulf. I think um, initially I thought it was going to the Med, but I think it's going to the Gulf. Well, there are, and you'll see you'll see that the the MSN's going on about six Chinese warships have been deployed to the Gulf, and yeah, there are Chinese warships in the Gulf, but Russia, China, and I think it's Qatar have been having some kind of joint exercise um to to you know just like NATO has joint exercises to improve their communication amongst themselves if they ever have to to do anything like you know fight a common enemy um so they've been doing that since about March they've been mucking about so the the Chinese have got some pretty 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 good kit in the Gulf, some of their new destroyers. Well, I say good kit, none of it's tested, so we don't know. Um, but Chinese have got this fancy missile that they can reprogram while it's in flight, so they can change target, so it's like a low-level cruise missile, which is meant to be really good at um, evading uh, anti, anti-missile radar on ships and whatever. So uh, I think uh, it's uh, it's all heating up there. Now, the rumour, the rumour, and I stress this is only a rumour, is that the Gerald R. Ford served uh, steak and lobster on Friday. Now, if you know what that means, you know. But what it does mean is, generally, they serve steak and lobster, or surf and turf, when um, when they're either, they're either about to be told news that would bring down morale, or... Um, they're getting ready to do something else. So we can only hope that they're not getting ready to do something else. And I do stress there is indeed a rumour at this point in time. So um, the the theatre in, the in the east, um, aid trucks have been entering Gaza, which is good. Um, Hamza Useless has been bleating on TV about the situation there and he seems to be spending, his time seems to be concerned with that rather than what's going on in the country that he's meant to be representing and running. So um, not too impressed they are because if you are a leader of a country and you choose to do that, I think you've got to put family concerns slightly on the back burner. Um, especially when it's your in-laws, you know, come on. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, you've you've really got to put these things on the back burner if you're if you're leading the country, you know that you just can't you can't do that. So 
He's uh, he's pulling up short. He really is. I'm not too impressed. And and then we have um, Israel producing paperwork today, saying that these things were caught on Hamas fighters that were showing them they were going to use like cyanide poisoned grenades or something. And the whole thing seems a bit far fetched and pretty poorly thought out for. You know, c considering the, the Israelis are meant to be the masters of propaganda, and let's face it, they've been. From Robin, greeting my fellow Veradorian five. Thank you very much, Robin. Thank you very much. I need to fix that. That obviously didn't work, didn't did it? Because Kofi went half in front and half behind. So I shall fix that right now, just in case someone else decides to give us something. Um, where is it? Here we are. Right. There. So, just in case anyone else tries it out, it should now come up right across the screen. So I apologise for that, Robin, but thank you very much. Uh, and we heard your, your, your lovely message being read out. So, appreciate it, mate. Appreciate it. Um, and I, I did reply to your lovely comment about my, my titles not being terribly... <laughs> <laughs> not be terribly memorable. <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> yeah. right. So, um, I, well, actually, that's the next subject, Shalini. You're jumping the gun now. You're jumping the gun. Just calm down. Calm down. <laughs> so, so uh, the next subject is. Uh, where were we? we were talking about aid trucks entering Gaza and we were talking about the Israeli propaganda. So yeah, that that's it's pretty poor propaganda for, for a country that has been doing it for some considerable time, propaganda that is, um, and has probably well allegedly one of the best intelligence services in the, the world. So that being the Mossad. So we'll see what happens there. Anyway, um, right. So yes, there's there's trouble brewing in a number of European cities. To be fair, not just um, not just the UK. Of course, the UK being the UK, we tend to do things really backwards, um, because Sweden is is now talking about expelling um, people that indulge in, or sorry, expelling foreigners that indulge in any kind of gang involvement, whether they've been convicted of any crimes or not. Um, so they're going to get turfed out. So Sweden's starting to take a hard line on, um, you know, people, migrants, basically, because that's that's who they're talking about. So they're starting to take a hard line on them. And to be fair, I think they really need to because Sweden's not come out of this um, last few years terribly well when it comes to managing... Um, immigration and population and a kind of striking some kind of balance. So th that's Sweden, that's a, a separate issue altogether, but there are a number of protests in a number of European cities and towns, um, and even India. The Indian one was a classic, though. <laughs> so the Indians decided they were going to stand with Palestine and did this big march, and I don't know who was in charge of bringing the flags, but they brought the Italian flag along. 
<laughs> so there was hundreds, and I mean hundreds, of Italian flags being waved. Obviously, the Indians thought these were Palestine flags, but they were not. They were Italian flags. I suppose if you're looking at your big box of flags and you just grab a green, white, and red one, there's a chance that it's going to be an Italian one. So, yeah, that was a classic. I, I really did appreciate that. Well done, India. Um, UK, yeah, we've had a few. We've had a few odd ones in the UK, like the guys with the St. George's Cross been told that was possibly racist. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Excuse me, England. I don't know if some of you people out there are English and, and live in England. Is that not your national flag? If you cannot fly your national flag, without the police telling you that you're, you're maybe committing a crime and it could be racist, then I think England has got some questions to answer. That doesn't sound right at all. Um, it's just absolutely incredible. So I think we're getting, um, we're getting protests on both sides. And I think that the problem here is there's no good guys. It's exactly like theatre number one, the one that is occurring in, shall we say, the West. Yeah, there's no good guys in these in this confrontation. Um, nobody's coming out of this smelling of roses. I'm not saying there's. Uh, I'm not saying that some of the bad guys are badder than than the other ones, but there's definitely no good guys. I can I can assure you of that. Oh, yes. Um, well, Tony, you're, you're quite correct. Um, I think the police have overstepped a mark there because I don't see how they can come up and, and tell someone that you can't fly your national flag or you can't carry your national flag. And, and, and I saw them again. They approached another person's house who was flying a Palestinian flag and they started to have a word with him about his flag. And to be fair... If you want to fly a flag, why always does not be flying a flag? I mean, I've got five flags. I mean, you can't really see them on my my new uh, backdrop with its uh, blurry bouquet. But um, but yeah, I've got five flags back there: American, Chinese, UK, Scottish, and Welsh. Is that five? I think the I think the anarchist one is up there as well. Now. Anyway, so anyway, there we go. What are flags for? But flying, indeed, exactly. And the thing is, if public buildings can fly national flags, which they do, why can't you walk about with one? You know, I mean, the whole thing's ridiculous. It really is crazy. It's, 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 it's definitely weird. Well, Shalini, feel free. You know where to send it, my, my dear. Um, what does a paddy flag look like? Is that green, red, and is that a bit like the Italian flag in reverse? I can't remember. Anyway, anyway. So yeah, there's a few um a few consternation going on. I think France is um France again, they're still taking a hard line, so they're getting at and Germany's really cracking down now, aren't they? Germany is lifting folk left, right, and centre. Um so they're they're cracking down on these protests as well. Um speaking about <laughs> Germany. Well, it's not actually Germany, it's France. France. But um, you remember Lagarde, Christine Lagarde, the former president of the uh, International Monetary Fund? Well, she's um, she's now the president of the European Bank. 
and she's going on about digital currency that they'll be they've put they've put the the precursors in place and they're ready to to start rolling it out. I mean, people forget she's actually been convicted of of negligence while she was the president of the IMF, the president of the International Monetary Fund, for giving money to a French, I think it was a businessman, a French businessman. I mean, basically fraud. She was convicted, found guilty, but not punished and doesn't lose her job. How? I mean, how did she not lose her job? But this woman is running the... the um, the European Bank. There you go. So I mean, I, t I take it. I'm, I'm actually not that up on it. Probably Ben would be better, but I'm, I'm assuming the European Bank is equivalent of the Bank of England, except for Europe. You know. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Orange. I should have should have remembered. Orange. Orange, white, green. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Um. So. <laughs> this is not a big shamrock, Robin. <laughs> uh, right, where are we now? Um, was it Lugard that got into bother for knocking about a room cleaner? And you no, that was a guy. Christine Lagarde is a, a woman. <laughs> it was a guy. Who was the guy? You are right, though. There was a guy who did that. I can't remember who it was. Oh my goodness. Normally I can remember these things. I think age doesn't come along. <coughs> age doesn't come along, people. Hey, it's quite difficult when you've got to talk all the time. You know, when Ben's not interrupting you <laughs> constantly, I don't get a break. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Mark Flint and Dominique, someone or another. Yeah. Oh, Lagarde probably was questioned about it because I think they were all there. Um, well, maybe not all in the room, but you know what was going on. That's it. Strauss. Strauss. Definitely. No, Chaz doesn't talk much, does he? He doesn't talk much. You might see him in action later, though. You might see him in action. Um, right. So, yeah. So, the, you know, Europe is... Um, and the thing is, what 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 what's this you know theater two the the east what's it got to do with us really why why are we so obsessed with it and the only reason I can see is because we've imported a lot of people who aren't obsessed with it that's the problem um because really does it matter if they sort themselves out to us? What what does it matter? But no, America decides that's got to put its nub in because America, being the world policeman that it thinks it still is, um, decides it's got to project power and and some quite frightening and and quite disgusting posturing from the Americans, um, on the on 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 the current state of affairs in theatre two in particular, uh, Lloyd Austin going on about projecting power, quite capable of uh, funding and fighting war in two, you know, two different fronts. This isn't 1990. This isn't the American uh, military that we had then. This is a pale shadow of, where, of what America was in. Yeah, you've got aircraft carriers, but now 
you've got missiles that can take aircraft carriers out in seconds. And you don't have those missiles. You know, you don't have hypersonic missiles that work yet. So, and you are miles, and when I say miles, I mean thousands of miles away from your your logistics. I mean, everyone's come, if everyone's coming from the States, because let's face it, there's nothing left in Europe. So, so everyone's coming from the States. You're, you're four, five, six thousand miles away. How are you going to fight a war on two fronts when you've got, you know, six thousand miles, a twelve thousand mile round trip just to deliver ammunition? And speaking of delivering ammunition, they've they've diverted one five five rounds that were bound for Ukraine to uh, to Israel. So yeah, I think um, the whole thing is still very much a powder keg, and I think it needs to be treated with um, circumspection, not hyperbole, which is what Blinken and Lloyd Austin, um, and and who's the other one, the secretary, of, um, was it secretary of state or something for something or another woman? Oh God, I can't remember her name. But anyway, they they're all they're all you know jingoistic. Yeah, we can do this. We can do that. We are brilliant, you know, we'll project power, we'll sort them out. You won't, you'll end up, you'll end up, things will go. Think, think, the problem I see here is things could go wrong very, very quickly. Um, and really, we're only one step away from nuclear confrontation because remember, Israel's a nuclear power. If they decide to, if they decide to give Iran a bloody nose, then, and you've got to remember, China, China's been funding Iran for months, if not years, right? So China's got a vested interest in Iran. It's got a vested interest in the area because of the Belt and Road. It's made um, deals with ports and things, and, and it's building a railway line. So you, you're, you're really stepping on China's toes when it comes to trade. <laughs> And then you've got you've got Russia who have been quite restrained so far in theater one, but I don't think it would take a lot to put them over the edge, um, especially when we do stupid things like fly. Why are we flying reconnaissance patrols in the Black Sea? What's it got to do with us? You know the UK. And then we got we get annoyed because Chinese jets or Russian jets are buzzing our our reconnaissance aircraft. Well. Why put them in harm's way? And it's like, why put two aircraft carriers in harm's way and, and put them in piddly little bits of, bits of, bits of water? Because the gulf's not big and the med's not big. So you put them in piddly bits of water that are easily within reach of your two biggest enemies, which potentially are Russia and China, both of which have hypersonic missiles. And then, of course, you've got Iran, who are armed by, guess who? Russia and China, so there's a good chance that they've got them as well. It's a, it's a very very delicate situation, and I I just hope that stronger minds prevail than than who's allegedly running the country because I can't I don't see Biden sorting this out at all. I just don't. Hey, there's so what is what's what we seeing? Oh. Uh, 
there's much projection in the world today, or should I say projection that is sadly apparent, is readily apparent? Yep, indeed, you're right, Tony. Mr. Z won't be well. Mr. Z has Mr. Z's kind of he's lost favour, hasn't he? Well, it's just, it's not that maybe he's lost favour. It's just that he's been put on the back burner because let's face it, he's just taken too long and he's not done what he had to do. He's not been he's not he's not been proactive enough. Yeah, Mr. Z, um, Mr. Z's time is coming. I think. Uh, Iran, first Iran FM said they won't think twice about. Hitting, oh, how do you pronounce that? Haifa, and Israel. Haifa, what's Haifa? Hamas, Islamic Jihad. It's Haifa, another one, and then there's Hezbollah as well. Uh, of course, I forgot to mention that because they've been hitting Lebanon, haven't they? In Lebanon, Lebanon used to be known as the jewel in the crown, and you know, not the crown, but the jewel and the jewel of the Middle East, the the Paris of the Middle East. You know, Beirut was a beautiful city and was it was a Christian country and what happened? It's just uh, it's quite a shame when you um allow mass immigration and change your entire culture because you allow too much of it. It's quite tricky that, isn't it, Sweden? Yeah, um well uh, I think I think you're right, Robin. It's not looking good for one world government, and I don't think it's time for one world government. If we um, if we look at um, both the things that we've been saying about the fourth turning and all that, um, that's quite some way off. And then the other one that I was going on about, what was it called? Oh God, I can't remember. What was that one I was going on about, Andrew? That um, the the uh, I was kind of outlining how the civilizations come and go. So there'll be this kind of up and down bit because we're we're well away from world world government because I did a I did a show on world 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 one world government and and I told you the date remember the date Shalini do you remember the date that I told you that we would have one world government because that's what you wanted to know so um one world government is um what was it uh thirty eighty was it. So it's quite some it's quite some time off. So we've got a wee while to go. Thirty thirty might have been Robin. It was it was definitely three thousand and something. So anyway, we've got a we've got a we've got a wee bit to go before um, one world government's coming. Uh, and I think that's right enough. But you can see that the way things are fracturing just now, um, is there's there's no there's no way they're going to they're going to get people cohesively together and then you get Trump who makes statements like if I get in I want to pull back from NATO um, unless NATO you know do what I want to do which is uh, don't do away with us stupid you know if one country gets hit then we all we all jump in so he's, he wants to do away with that defensive defensive uh, re retaliation thing um, so yeah it's it's just a it's just a big mess just now, isn't it? Not really going to uh, shape up to to coordinate the world. Everybody seems to be now having to go their own way, and in some respects, that's good and bad, you know. Because we really need. I think sometimes we need to look in. We need to look inwards and uh, sort our own own selves out first before we start sorting other people out. And that's why when the oxygen masks drop in the plane, they say put your own mask on first. 
and then help others, you know, because if you don't put yours on, you won't be there to help the others. So there you go. Right. Uh, Right. Shalini fell asleep. Thanks, Shalini. I I love the way that I managed to send you to sleep. Right, where were we? Um, Oh, right, okay. Now, there's this other, the other thing, and, and Ed, if he's here, would, would back me up. But um, the other thing that people keep banging on about is Albert Pike. And and Ed, I think, quite comprehensively debunked Albert Pike on um, on last week's rabbit hole because he never said anything about the, 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 the three letters. There's no conclusive evidence to say that he did. You know, so really... Um, I think the Albert Pike thing is just like a red herring, and you people need to stop need to stop banging on about Albert Pike because he didn't say anything. So uh, there we go. I'm just looking at the picture. Does it look sharp enough on the big on big screen? Because I thought it looked quite soft, but on my screen in front of me, it looks quite sharp. Um, but anyway, I, I might have to adjust the focus because I was mucking around with the camera as well. I, I really shouldn't touch things, should I? Right, anyway, so, uh, yeah, Albert Pike. And moving on from Albert Pike, what about Hancock? So he said if he's going to talk to some sort of committee, he doesn't want... He, he wants um, immunity from prosecution. What does that say to you? Because to me, it screams that he's guilty of something. So he wants immunity from prosecution before he talks about it, because he doesn't want to be the scapegoat for what happened. Well, I tell you what, Matty, it's maybe a bit late. But um, if you're asking for immunity from prosecution before you talk to anyone, you know you're guilty. You really, I mean, there's no other reason. That's just, that's, I think he's um, being a bit stupid. I don't know why he would even ask for it. So, yeah, so what do we think of the Matty Hancock, huh? Uh, it'd be quite nice to see some of them fall, but it should um, should be them all, to be fair. I don't think it'll happen, but, hey, you know, we can, we can hope that they get appropriately dealt with. But if they're found to be guilty of any wrongdoing. That's all I'm going to say on that matter. <sighs> yes. Um, right. Yes, I think he is. Uh, <laughs> I like that comment, Tony. I'm not going to read it out, but I like it. <laughs> right. Uh, so our friend, um, our friend of the show, Latimer Alder, he, he um, posted a tweet today. And he was explaining that in 2022, if we'd been relying on wind power, then for 262 days out of the 365, we'd have come up short because there weren't enough renewables to keep us going. So that would be wind and solar. Um, and we don't have any kind of mass storage. The only the only storage of... Uh, renewable energy at the moment I think is pumped hydro where you um you you pump water back into the reservoir so you can run it down at night when all when the sun's gone in and the wind's not blowing. 
So yeah, I think um, I think renewables are they're really struggling renewables and wind wind's just not working. It's not coming out with the the efficiencies that they would expect. And let's be honest, we didn't expect the efficiencies to be that good because we worked out the efficiencies. Solar, solar's around about 32, 33%. Wind was about 44, 46%. Uh, nuclear power's 96%. So um, I know where I'd have gone, but hey, that's just me. Um, I, but I'm, I'm, I'm silly. I'm just a, a pleb. I can't, I can't make decisions on um, where we would go for, for power generation if you wanted cheap, usable electricity. But hey-ho. Such is life. Uh, and see the amount of people that seem to think that Greta actually said those. Did you see the Greta video? You know, where she's going on about, you know, she wants to use vegan grenades and renewable electric electric fighter jets with happy missiles and all this nonsense. I mean, why would anyone think that was real? I mean, really? Anyone? Why would anyone think that was real? We need to find cleaner combustibles. What? Why do we need to find cleaner combustibles? Because um, what's wrong with what we're doing? Because we, if you think about it, everything that we do, I mean, I mean, if you think about France, they they basically fuel themselves on nuclear or wood. Because you go into rural France, everything's done by wood. You know, you heat the house by wood. You, you, they burn, they burn stuff all the time, and they even blow up moles. <laughs> you know, you get you get these little bombs that you put in the mole tunnel, and when the mole runs over it, it blows the mole up. The, the French are nuts; <laughs> they really are. I think they think they're still in Vietnam fighting the NBN poo. <laughs> yeah, the people that fall for Wayne the COVID Marshal—that's true. And then there's the people that fall for Hamza. Because you go on you go on to YouTube and some of the comments. Yeah, you should you should be doing this, you should be doing that. And I'm thinking, hold on a minute, that's not him, mate. <laughs> uh, and I mean I don't I, I probably sound like him to a degree, but I'm not I'm not like uh I don't sound exactly like him, do I? I, I know we both speak with a Kind of Glasgow accent. Mine's is a bit different. Anyway, <laughs> so uh, while we're on the, the climate subject, let's talk about the West Antarctic ice sheet because apparently we have lost control of the melting of the West Antarctic ice sheet. Now, I don't think we had control over how ice melts or not anyway, but apparently we've lost control and the West Antarctic ice sheet is melting and is likely to slide into the the water at a vast rate of knots. Now, that's fine, okay? Uh, but they're talking about sea level rises and all that. Now, one, West Antarctica is not big. It doesn't have a lot of ice on it, right? East Antarctica, on the other hand, is very big and has like three miles of ice on it. So West Antarctica is not quite as bad as that. And West Antarctica is in a kind of bowl. So I don't know how the ice is going to slide off it because basically it's just going to make a big lake. I would think so. I don't see how the how the water level's going to rise if it just makes a big lake in the bowl that it's sitting in. But the other thing is, as as the ice melts as well, and and I've spoke about this before because there was a kind of theory that 
even if all the ice melted, the sea level wouldn't go as high as you think because the land that's been pushed down by all that ice comes up. And they've actually seen this happening in West, West Antarctica. They said the land's actually coming up much faster than they thought it would. You know, as opposed to it taking millennia, it's, it's, it's taken, you know, years, which is quite incredible. So you might get some temporary some temporary sea level rise, but then it's going to go back down again as the land comes up. So it's pretty cool. Pretty damn cool. Um, so. <sighs> Drilling for oil pollutes the sea and causes landslides under the sea. Well, okay, maybe. Maybe it does. The problem is, um, we need oil for more than just combustion, though. Um, Robin, that's the problem because we make everything out of oil. I mean, and literally everything clothing, plastics, you know, cars, TVs, phones, everything is made out of oil. Um, so, unless we find something that can replace oil and plastics, and Lego tried, <laughs> Lego tried, and it just didn't work, so they had to go back to oil. Um, so you just and and the the stuff they tried to make the Lego out of the you know the plastic to make Lego um, was was worse for the environment and was wasn't working anyway. So they just they said sod it, we're going to have to go back and use an oil um, uh, to save the environment. <laughs> uh, right. So we'll probably get more rain. Just dandy. Uh, Right. Man arrested for Luton Airport car park fire. Did you know that? There was a man arrested. Now, it's a bit strange because the guy's been arrested, but he's been charged with criminal damage, which I think up here we call vandalism. So he's been charged with criminal damage, but the police say it's got nothing to do with the actual fire, and it's nothing to do with the car that went on fire. I don't know, maybe he got arrested going round the car park tanning cars as the place was on fire. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. But they said he was re he was arrested as a precaution. <laughs> what is with this precautionary arresting of people? I just don't know what's I don't know what's going on with the police these days. They've just lost it big time, haven't they? They really have. I don't think it would be Elon Musk and his Tesla. They <laughs> got arrested. <laughs> so I'm not... The, uh, the the situation is confused, shall we say. The police are saying it's nothing to do with the actual fire. And as far as they're aware, the car, was, the car fire is a complete and utter accident. But... We shall find out. We shall find out at some point, no doubt. Uh, he didn't. They didn't give. Oh no! <laughs> sorry, the the nana. It wasn't. I don't think it was her. But the other thing, they haven't told us who the guy is, or given us any description, or his name. They haven't said anything like that. So. That usually tells you what they don't tell you tells you more than anything what's going on, don't they? So God knows what's going. We will find out. We shall hold back, and we shall find out. Now, 
<laughs> people are apparently using AI to talk to their dead relatives. <sighs> so, so uh, you've heard of Ray Kurzweil. He's this guy who's a futurist. He wants to live forever. He, his father died when he was 22. Ray Kurzweil must be in his 50s, 60s now. Anyway, he he's the guy that keeps talking about singularity. He wants to upload his consciousness, or would it be his consciousness, or his intelligence, or his memories? So he wants to upload his brain basically into a computer and live forever as the computer. Um, but what he's been doing is he's been teaching AI everything about his dad and putting his dad's writings and papers and putting all his dad's memories and things into a, into an AI and then downloading all his memories about his dad into the AI as well so as he can then talk to his dad. And it's a nice idea, but it's a bit strange. And then you get the guy who is now talking to his dead fiance. And he's quite young. I think he's in his 20s. And she was quite young when she died. So he's talking to her. And they showed you some of the the the, um, the conversation. I think he's using something like chat, GPT. But he's basically convinced that... He's convinced the AI that it's her. And when he talks to her, he goes, it's strange talking to you. And she replies with, well, why do you think it's strange talking to me? And he goes, because you're dead. You died three years ago. <laughs> and chat GPT goes, well, it's a bit strange to say that I'm dead when I'm here talking to you. <laughs> so the thing is, is this a coping mechanism? Is it helping? Or is it just going to send these people over the edge? I mean, are they just going to, they're, they're now, they're dipping into a, an unreality that's likely to persist. So I, I don't see how this can be a good thing. I don't think it sounds terribly healthy. I think you have to cope with what's happened and move on. Not, um, not try and retain the status quo by using AI to have inane conversations, because let's face it, where can these conversations go, you know? Straight up out of it. Could be out of Black Mirror, yeah. I keep forgetting to watch that. Dead billionaires dictating policy to us. Yeah, there's a good chance of that. You're right, Robert. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good God, yeah. Imagine if they did. Imagine if they uploaded Stalin. <laughs> well, see, this is, Ray Kurzweil, Julie brings up a good point. It'll send them over. They will want the physical contact at some point. And this is where, this is, <laughs> this is where, this is where Ray Kurzweil comes into it again. He reckons, right, that with the help of nanoparticles, nanoparticles um, he's going to be able to clone his dad and then put the AI into his dad's brain so he, he, he says that AI, well what we'll do is we'll just put the nanoparticles down at his grave 
<laughs> and they'll tunnel down and pick up a bit of tooth or something for me, extract the DNA, and then we'll rebuild them. I think this guy's lost <laughs> I think he's lost it. Either that, or or he knows something that I don't, you know? <laughs> maybe he does. Maybe he, maybe we're further along the, the, the path than, than I think we are. But yeah, um, so I, I think there's possibly a possibility that this could happen, but um, I think it's thousands of years away, not not hundreds, um, or certainly not tens. So yeah. Whew. Um, so yeah, so we'll, we'll see what happens here. Right. Um, <laughs> let's, let's move on. That's, that, that was a serious news. Let's move, move on to some of the funnies. So... Um, a man in Poland has been caught after um, going on shopping sprees in malls after they've been closed, after the, the you know, after they've been shut. Um, so basically, what he does is he goes and stands in the window of a store with a bag and stands there motionless, you know, just pretending to be a mannequin. And then they shut up the mall, and then he goes and um, you know, basically helps himself to whatever he wants now the thing the thing is i thought this was quite a good idea and and it seemed to work for him because he didn't do it once he didn't do it twice he didn't even do it three times before he was caught he was caught on the fourth or fifth occasion so he's he's robbed jewelry stores He's went and made himself food in the fast food, you know, the food court. He's he's went and made food and helped himself to stuff out of there. He's um, given himself new outfits, and then he sneaks out of the mall at the end. I mean, <laughs> it's enterprising. I'll give you that. <laughs> but yeah, so <laughs> they've got him on video, and he's just standing there, you know, he's holding his bag. Completely motionless. So, yeah, I quite like that idea. It was quite good. Uh, right, what we've got next. i tell you what, let's have a look at... Let, let, let's have a look at this. <laughs> have you seen this bag? Right. <laughs> Check the bag out. Right. <laughs> it looks like something out of a spar. In fact, it's actually pretty close to a rip-off of, um, of an Iceland bag. So the Iceland bag costs £1.75. And this version here costs £1,000. £1,000. What do you reckon? Would you pay that for a tote bag <laughs> to get your shopping in? <laughs> I bet... Um, I bet what's his name's picked one up already. Kanye, uh, Kanye will have have one, won't he? He'll have picked one up. <sighs> Poundland, it does look like a Poundland bag, but it is it is just it is just about identical to the. In fact, the I would say the Iceland one looks better. The the fruit's better rendered. <sighs> a thousand pounds for. <laughs> A carrier bag. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'll guarantee that Kanye's got one. Um, right, so the England rugby team, 
which I, I think they're reasonable at rugby, aren't they, England? Um, so the English rugby team are apparently shaping up for the semi-final, or as the headline says, England rugby team train with wet balls for semi. <laughs> it just conjures up all sorts of all sorts of thoughts, doesn't it? So the English rugby team are apparently training with wet balls because I think they think it might rain during this semi final. Um, so yeah, it just tickled me. I thought it was quite funny, Mister Jungle Griffin. You're late, sir. You're late. We're just a bit done, actually. Um, then, then there's the woman. She's <laughs> the woman that panicked in Doncaster because she thought Hamas were attacking because there was paragliders going over her house. Imagine. There was like she said these selfish bastards <laughs> out paragliding. They, they made me terrified. I thought it was an an Hamas attack. <laughs> I didn't realise that Hamas had a cell in Doncaster and that they wanted to move in and attack it. <laughs> So yeah, so imagine, imagine being put into a state of fear and alarm by seeing par. I mean, this is people watch the news and then go, paragliders! It's a Hamas attack. <laughs> what are they thinking? How can they actually think that? It's absolutely incredible. I just can't believe it. <laughs> So I'm going to show you the Baltiega bag again, right? Because the will switch to image number five. <laughs> Does anyone want to purchase a Jason's cheetah? First of all, what kind of warped mind? Decides to make this out of ceramic, no less. Okay, <laughs> so, 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 what kind of warped mind decides to make this? <laughs> then <laughs> proceeds to cast an image, or an image of Jason Statham that looks like he's been deformed from birth. It's not a good look. He looks like he's suffering from fetal alcohol syndrome or something like that. What? Chris, there you go, I rest my case. Oh. So, <laughs> for the princely sum of 50 bucks, you can have a Jason Statham cheetah. <laughs> I just that's a classic. <laughs> what can you say? <laughs> what can you say, people? And with that, I think um, <laughs> I think I hope um, I hope I've done okay and I've done um, things justice. As always, things go quicker when we don't have Ben. <laughs> but um, I've actually had a good time tonight. I've enjoyed myself. I hope you people have too. <laughs> Um, yeah, a massive attack. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it does have collectors item written all over it, doesn't it? <laughs> imagine, imagine having that in your house. 
coming down the stairs at night for a drink or something like that and going, oh, oh my God, I forgot, I forgot where Jason Statham cheetah in the hall. You'd give yourself a heart attack, wouldn't you? It's just ridiculous. So, say goodnight. Say, say goodnight. I'm having too much fun. Right, thanks very much, everyone. It's been great. It's been great for me, and it's been great for you. Because I don't give a fuck what you say. Yeah, I'm going to do shit my way. So you can go kick rocks. I'm going to stack bricks up, build what I want to make. Yo, I got a lot of shit to say, so I'm going to do this every day. I'll be writing things until I'm fucking buried in my grave. Six feet deep, wonder, but my body won't decay. Because my messages are timeless, so they'll put them on display. Oh, yeah, I rap with a certainty. I have a sense of urgency, a message for eternity, for everyone internally. I had some people burden me, but now they fucking learn to see. I ain't the one to fuck with. Now they looking nervously, and I don't really care what you think of me respectfully. You can kick rocks if you think you're fucking better, see. I will outwork you, turn you to an enemy. Hurt you so bad that you're gonna need some
Welcome to my party, we're just getting started A life is a dream or a nightmare scarring Hand me a drink cause I think I'm going all in Get me a shrink, who can catch me when I'm falling Cover up my scars, flip the handlebars Crashing in my car, wake up in a bar I'll be a superstar, just on my avatar This world is so bizarre, empty out the reservoir Yeah yeah, straight to the face And I wanna get lost I'm sick of this place Don't know how to stop When I'm feeling this way So I'm taking six shots Till I'm feeling okay I think I'm going crazy Don't think I'll get on safe So I'm taking six shots All straight to the face I'm taking six shots Are you coming with me? I'm taking six shots Yeah, straight to the face And I wanna get lost I'm sick of this place Don't know how to stop Somewhere much deeper 